Welcome to Texas, man. You doing good, Levi? Doing good, man. Rolling? Yeah, nice. <laughs> Humid day today, for sure. Damn. Holy cow, it yeah. was humid here in Central Texas. It was, yeah. It's getting hot, you know. And, the, you know, I always tell people, it gets to be right at this time of year, and it gets this hot, and it's like, dude, it's not even summer yet. Oh, I mean, I know. it's right there, but it's not technically No, yeah, summer. we're not in the heat of summer yet, man. Nope. Yeah, it's going to be a hot close. year, but we did get a, we got an inch and a half of rain last night. Yeah. That's what, made, that's what brought the humidity up, here. though, so that's nice, because, like, I mean, I planted the trees and stuff this year and last year, so the rain, man, damn, it does a lot. If it just comes like once every week or two weeks even, it's better than nothing, man, for right. sure, you know, so that's cool. But other yeah. than that, yeah, I mean, it is hot. It's, it's hot. Are oh, the rivers yeah. low? Is the river low? River's doing good right now, man. I've definitely been taking a dip in it uh, just about every day lately. Yeah. I've been taking the kids down to the river, you know, go swimming. Yeah. Do a little fishing. We did a little fishing the other day. Caught some, caught some perch and stuff on some worms. Yeah, and, uh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah that's man. You know, it, yeah, no, the the river's running nice and healthy right now, so that's good. That is good. You know? That uh, always makes the summers like go by. Oh, that, that, yeah, so that easier. makes the summers just a little easier, man, yeah. for sure. So no we were talking about, about uh, you can you can bring <clears throat> you know we can bring up this first topic, and I'll kind of let you roll away with it because. Uh, it's something that we're both interested in, but you're you brought up, and I think it's a great right. one. Yeah, no, I, 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 we were talking about the uh, turbulence going on in the mainstream Libertarian Party right now. You know, uh, over the whole Mises Caucus quote unquote takeover that's going on. Really, all that's going on is uh, the, the Mises Caucus is getting the representatives voted in, and uh, the mainstream LP is kind of kicking and screaming about it. You know, the the Gary Johnson. Bill Weld types, which I did vote for Gary Johnson in 2016. Full yeah. disclosure. Yeah, you know, he's not, Gary Johnson's you know, not bad. He was uh, no, the governor of New Mexico. Guy. I lived yeah. in New Mexico. No, I, too, yeah. I, and I love his track record with New Mexico. Yeah. You know, he yeah. had uh, yeah, he's not bad. No, not bad at all. And, uh, and, Bill Weld, his running mate, yeah, he, he was a little... He's just he's he's just dry, man. He's dry. He's, well, the libertarian I mean, the libertarian idea is going to attract a bunch of different types of people. No, yeah, no You doubt know, that's about one thing. You right. know right off the bat. Yep. But the uh, the Mises Caucus, I think I've told you about it before, is a uh, the uh, it's a caucus in the Libertarian Party, and they're they're the Rothbardians. You know, I don't know if you've ever read Rothbard before, Man, Economy and a State. A little bit. You know. uh, he's a not only a brilliant economist, he's also a brilliant historian. Anyone who reads Rothbard, I would recommend uh, checking out his Conceived in Liberty. Series. I think I was telling you about that one. That, that's the whole colonial history of America. When did you know? Rothbard live? When was his life span? Uh, let's see. He wrote Conceived in Liberty in the 70s. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I, honestly, I can't tell you off the top of my head what year he was born. But, but or somewhere like 60, 70. He died in like the, the, the late 90s, I believe. Okay. Something like that. All right. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, the Mises Caucus is really very Rothbardian, you know, the, uh, verging right there on. Anarchism, you know, though most people in the Liberta in the Mises Caucus, I don't know if they'd refer to themselves as as anarchists or not. You know, I don't refer to myself as an anarchist. Yeah. I'm not an anarchist. Uh, that term, it, though, too, is, the term is, is yeah. It's so hard to pinpoint. It means such a different thing to everybody, right? To different people, you know. Yeah, but yeah, no doubt. You know. You, what are you talking about? You know, I hear from an when, when, from, from, when, from a negative from a negative. Exactly. Sense. When most people hear the term anarchist, 
negative things pop into their mind. Sure, they think absolutely. of Molotov cocktails, or they think of like yeah, the anarchists, breakdown the, of you know, from like the eighteen nineties yeah. blowing stuff up, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, the, I, these are more like anarcho-capitalists. So you, you know, yeah. And so your question, though, kind of to get back on was was about the where do you think the right? You know, so I mean. One topic I thought we could discuss tonight was, you know, with the turbulence going on in the in the Libertarian Party and uh, and stuff. What is the best vehicle for liberty moving forward? You know, it, can the Libertarian Party? Do you think it can be like ref, reformed? You might you might say by the Mises Caucus and actually brought into the real political limelight, or should the Liberty Movement maybe? seek to infiltrate more like the Republican Party and move forward with an existing party that already has traction. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an ongoing debate within the Libertarian Party itself. Yeah. You know, so... We, you know, I think I think one thing I thought about when you brought this up, and one of the things that came to my mind was that the modern Libertarian today, we were just saying this, is such a wide variety of people. Right. And you even have, like, left-leaning Libertarian right-leaning libertarian, centrist libertarian. So yeah. I I honestly believe the libertarian ideology is by far the largest one in America. Right. It's not it's just the problem with this is most of those people don't even believe in the structures of government today. Right. They don't so even they don't participate. even want a party. They don't participate. There's no party can save them. They think right. the libertarian party's bullshit. Probably. They're like, oh, here we go with this. They're going to bastardize our ideas. And they're probably right to some extent. Right. Um, You know, and I do think that, uh, you know, people come in with the idea that they're going to take this vehicle and do something good with it. And and oftentimes that it just gets bastardized along the way. You know, probably more over than people just get in there and just instantly have these thoughts to do bad things. But, um... You know, I think that's one thing. Is no, I don't think so. I, I, I feel like that the lib that the liberty mindset is going to benefit the most off of the breakdown of our system, right. because it's the most prevalent. No doubt about it. No matter who you talk to, there are fundamental ideas that I think most people really do agree on. Right. No matter where they come from, where what their history is like, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like there's certain things people just don't want to be messed with, especially people that have come to this country for the opportunity to succeed right you know and to to do something with their life and to have meaning in their life i think that's a heavy message to a lot of to most people right and uh that's just it's it's beyond politics man this is uh, like what gives me a lot of faith actually when i think about it is because it is it's so beyond politics like it's real life to people right you know, it's not like no, I, <laughs> to yeah. the politicians who try to bastardize things. And I don't mean to just single them out. I think the media, that, that's another thing I've been thinking a lot about. And it kind of ties into this. I don't want to get too sidetracked on it. But negativity, no one, so solutions don't pay the bills. Right. No one really wants to find solutions. No, no. Everybody's Everybody creating to, problems. Yeah. Everybody's infighting. Everybody's trying to power grab everybody's trying to do this you know and i don't mean everybody most people probably aren't just that appearance on like the media and the tv when you turn that on when most people turn it on you know it's like that's uh 
even in the internet today you know it's oh, like yeah. most people are just out to really you know uh, make money and try to keep their show on on the road you know and like how do I make this a living how can I make a living at this and make money and that's understandable I'm not even right. knocking that but it's just like when that happens you know all of a sudden you kind of have to start to like talk about things that are going to get attention and it just so happens that the things that typically get attention are like drama you know yeah. it's just no one wants to talk about the difference in the Mises Institute and and you know the re, you know where the future of the Libertarian Party is. It's not right. that's not a popular you know. Uh, no, yeah, you're definitely not going to start a grassroots. Thing yeah, and to that. hell with that. I don't care about that. If I cared about that, I would do. I would go talk about what's happening and between beefs on Twitter. That's right. what people want to hear. Getting the gossip, you know, and but that's really bad. That's like that we're not going to go anywhere like that, you know, yeah. and, and that that. That ideology has to, like, you know, take a back seat to something deeper in life, you know? And, and uh, I think there's a natural something happening in this country. Like, in just in the world. I don't even... Th I don't think it's this country. Right. I think it definitely has a lot of roots in this country. But I think that it's around the world, man. I don't oh, yeah. think people like to be controlled by other people. We are controlled by the universe, by the natural world. It will control us. It will tell us what's going to happen. Right. And, and to some people, God. And to some people, you know, we're controlled by energy or whatever, you know, whatever people believe. But right. I think there are some underlying factors that we all know that no man is better than any other man or no woman is better than man or no man is better than woman or no, you know, it's... Uh, right. We understand that now. Where before in history, we almost thought, like, people could pull people's legs and be like, we have been handed the holy book to, you know, control this society and keep it in line. And everyone was like, okay, man, these guys got the power, you know? Right. You know, and they just didn't know any better. We don't live in those times anymore, you know? Uh, there's one one general, one guy, and he's a, a really popular... Uh, YouTube, they they do a they're they're real journalists. Uh, right. They do a show, and I don't want to torture it. What it is, I'll have to come back sometime and tell you what it is. Uh, but I give them a lot of credit. I think they do a great job. But he was talking about this how like you can't really compare anything of yesterday to today. It, it it's it, like you can learn things from history, but be careful in comparisons right. because the problems of yesterday are not the problems of today. They are going to be much different, you know. Right. Like, uh, not dealing with the same beast. You know, people have a different level of knowledge and intellect today that they've never had before. Oh yeah. People, it, it, well, we've it, talked about it before. It's so we've 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 pretty much gone through like a new age of reason, or a new enlightenment, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. the with the access everybody has to just everything online, you know, with the click of a few buttons, you can get the answer to any question pretty much that pops into your head uh, and I, I agree that uh, the infighting and all of this division allowing politics to divide us within especially within the liberty movement if there's one movement in America that or in the world like you said this isn't just an American thing this is a global matter you know liberty is a it, it should be a global thing uh, but if there's one movement that shouldn't allow itself to be so divided by politics, it's the liberty movement. You know, uh, 
and we should be able to set aside our differences for looking forward to a goal of smaller government, less regulations, freer markets, more individual liberty, you know. Anyone who agrees with those principles, honestly, you know, when you, you start getting into the, the finer details of your politics, you know, everybody's going to disagree. Me and you would disagree. Everyone. No, no matter who you talk to, if you start getting into those finer details of economics, foreign policy, Everybody, social no, policy, right, I mean, right. you are going to disagree with anyone. And yeah, it's going to divide everybody. And we, we really do need to move forward unified, you know. But, but at the same time, I think that the, uh, the, the Libertarian Party, if it wants to move forward... It has to be a little bit more outspoken. I mean, one of the main like uh, you know grievances I've heard about the, the mainstream libertarian party is that during the the heat of the pandemic and the heat of the lockdowns, it was practically silent on things like face masks and businesses closing down. You know, uh, yeah, they would have you know, censored their ass. They would have canceled them. Oh, you know, yeah, well, they would have. I mean, they would have canceled them. You know. Well, I mean, they should have. They, they should have done it. No, they yeah, should have done they, it anyways. In right. hindsight, twenty twenty is like. But in, when you're in that time, you right, know you're going to get blasted. You know, you're oh, just yeah. going to get bombed on social media. And the problem is, the only interaction we were getting was through social media. Right. So people didn't want to get backlash and have negativity that way. I think, and that's why a lot of and didn't want to get canceled. Yep. A lot of people, but. Uh, no, you're right about that, and I, I do agree that they people should be more outspoken. And again, we should learn from this. You know, we right. should learn from this, and I, I think that a lot of people probably will. But you know, as far as the as far as the Libertarian Party goes, it's definitely the third wheel. You know, it's right. definitely the one that will gain steam, if any. There's also the Green Party, and that's yeah. a, that that part. But in our part of the world it's not popular in parts of this country that's a very popular party and more yeah. popular than the libertarian you know in some ways but yeah. I do think the libertarian just <clears throat> touches more people it right. just the ideas just touch everybody and that's yep. the big difference and that's why I think one day I mean even Republicans and Democrats they associate with those groups you know those damn I mean that's just become like religions it's they don't even have principles. They just move with the party. Right. They just go with whatever the party goes with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot definitely. of Republicans were fine with going to war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. You know, back then. I mean, I see some of the people in the Bush administration that talk today, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not down with it. I remember. Yeah. You know, and y'all yeah. made big mistakes that cost people a lot, man. And they were definitely mistakes. And people knew it at the time. Right. You know, and you sent, and, and I'm not saying that our military is brave people who are willing to go do the things they need to do, but why would you put them in danger unnecessarily with no right. mission in mind and lying to people? Exactly. It's ridiculous. You oh, know? yeah, we completely support the troops. In fact, we support the troops so much. We love the troops so much. We don't want them to go be sent uh, to the other side of the planet to go die, yeah. you know, for bureaucracy, for nothing more than empire power grabbing yeah. regime change you name it I, a, anything besides actually preserving our liberties yeah. here at home oh, and that's like and so a bunch of these republicans who seem super big on like the trump train they just move with the party they just move they yeah. just change their idea 
You know, their their whole identity. There's yep. no principles there at all. Oh, but no. then so then you go to the other side of the aisle and you see like Barack Obama and his administration and the way what they did with health care. And I remember the big argument was look, if we start here it'll eventually get to what people want, which is they want like single payer where that it's between doctor and patient, you know, that the government has very little say so in what you do. Right. They just guarantee, you know, they just take care of that that makes sure people have health insurance, you know? Yep. And so the thing is is under liberty, certain states and areas could have that. There's nothing telling them they can't have that. You don't have to have it federally to have it in Portland right. or Seattle or uh fucking, you know, Los Angeles. If you want that then do it. Do it locally. Yeah, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Under liberty, you can absolutely do that. You you can you can decentralize the absolutely. power. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean and that's that's what our that, that, that's but, federalism. But, but so know? yeah, but so it I mean, does. It but does, not just on a state level. But we and, and, on a and, local and, level. And when it when it is said like that, like decentralizing the mm -hmm. power, it makes it seem like that you're like uh, like that you're trying to be a uh, like a martyr to say like free, yeah. like. But no, it's like. It's. It, I really feel like it truly is better for everybody. Right. I mean, even people that live in New York City that are on the stock market and you know they trip on the power. I mean, they would be affected mostly by right. these types of changes, no doubt about it. Uh, but and and it is what it is. But at the same time, I mean, under liberty, you can still gamble. You can still you can still do these things that infringe on people's morality right what people feel like is morally correct but that doesn't give them the moral obligation to tell people what they can and cannot do with their lives right you know and that's the whole idea of liberty is that there is punishment and there is uh you know you have to be held accountable for your actions you know we've talked about that is there's personal responsibility but at the same right. time is that you know we we get in this again even the right does it it's like can you believe these people burned an American flag? It's like, well, technically they can do that. Yeah. They, there's nothing. Property. This is liberty. Whether you like it or not, it's not a punishable offense. If it's their property, if they bought the flag, they can do whatever they want with it. This right. is what we all stand for. If it's your flag, then it's a different story. Exactly right. Yep. You know, or if, you know, if, if, you know. Right. Exactly. There you yeah. go. I mean. Let me tell you something. I've sold flags. You know this. Yes, I, I've yeah. sold a lot yeah, of flags, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Lots of different kinds of flags. If anyone ever came up to me at my flag stand and said, I want to buy all these flags so I can burn them, I'll tell you what, man. I'd buy them a lighter. I'd cry all the way to the bank, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I would I mean, cry, I would, I would, I because would cry I mean, myself you to know, sleep. You pay for these flags? They're yours, dude. They're your property. Take them home and... You know, quite frankly, wipe your ass with them as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Once they're your property, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, I mean, that, I would not recommend doing that. But I'm, I was just, I'm trying. I to make would the never. Point I would. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I would never do would never burn a flag no, no. or have disrespect for people's for for pe what people's beliefs are in any way. Right. I wouldn't burn anybody's flag. I would never right. do that. I think that's disrespectful, and I would not. I have no business doing that. I don't. No. I don't I care agree. to disrespect people. But, but that's my again, prerogative, again, and I don't have the right or the authority and I shouldn't have to impose that prerogative on someone else. See, so this is the slippery slope that I think we're all getting caught up with with social media and things. Is we're all trying to tell each other like we're like, "Oh my god, you know, freedom, 
make us wear these masks all year, but then it, this all goes, everyone wants to tell everybody what to do. Nobody really wants to, or I, I just don't, I, I, I think people do want to. I don't think any of us truly understand uh, what, what liberty means to us quite yet. And maybe this past year taught us even more. But I do feel like it's moving forward. In my opinion, and I, and I, I also think Ron Paul is the godfather of the libertarian movement in our generation. Uh, Gary Johnson is good. I think people like him. It's best if people like that get along and work together, definitely. And I think that they will in in the long term. Uh, there's no reason not to. Uh, people can't start doing this, man. People already don't have faith in politics, you know, especially right. in the Libertarian Party. Yep. So you can't start doing that. But uh, I do feel like just genuinely after this huge, you know, just going off for the past ten minutes about. At all, but right. I I, uh, I do no, feel I mean, like that it's the future of this country and moreover the world. Remember, like what was the 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 uh, free Hong Kong? Remember that whole right. thing? What was that? Yeah, it was a that's a freedom movement. A, yeah, dude. absolutely, and it was in China, and they were it's everywhere, and they, and they were waving American flags. Go anywhere in the world, and you're gonna find a a large portion of the population of the world. That has families, raising young families, have already raised their families, retired people, uh, people, uh, you know, just all around the world, all walks of life that just want to live and have the opportunity to do what they want to do to help the world move forward. Yep. And that's it. Well, no matter where you are, no matter what language they speak, there's a huge, you know, there's massive power in knowing that. That that is truly the that is truly the the political reference of the world. I I, I truly believe that, man. I, I just I have a hard time believing that people want to be told what to do with every single thing of their life. Right. Especially after this past year and people lying about things and obviously people were covering things up and they, they politicized these things. Everyone did. All, all the people did. You know, all of them. You right. know, really. So that's just my take on that. Anything right. you want to add? You can. Yeah. You, can you know. Have that. Well, I was just gonna say. You know, my closing statements on this topic would just be that. You know, while I do support the Mises Caucus, like I said, Ron Paul's a big part of the Mises Caucus. A lot of people on their platform that I like, Tom Woods. Uh, I follow the uh, the founder of the Mises Caucus, Michael. Uh, uh, Michael Heiss, I believe, is his name. Is his last name Some, uh, something like that? Uh, but at the same time, I think that some of the language that's being used, like takeover, is a little hostile. I can see how that could make other libertarians go, "Whoa, takeover!" You know, what are you yeah. talking about here? You know, like January sixth, uh, worst day in American yeah, history. For real. You want to? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're gonna storm the Libertarian Convention? You know. <laughs> But uh, my the, the only statement I would like to make about it is that we've got it. We we have like we have to find a way to reach across and unite the liberty movement. The liberty movement cannot allow itself to be fractured and divided the way that other political parties have become in the past. And, and like you said, you know, political party it, it almost that in itself turns. So many people off, like, oh, political party, you know. Uh, even our founders told us not to get involved with political parties. But the fact is, they're here. They are part of our political landscape, and we got to work with them, you know. For, uh, but but 
this is going to be a big debate of the future. Do we really? I, I really feel... I, I think we're far off from it yet. Right. This is going to come up in the future of American politics. Because you're right. At the beginning of it, it didn't. That was the idea. And Sometimes ideas are 200 years before their time. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. And I think with the basic ideas, we've talked about this before. Because obviously, when you look back at that time period, you have these atrocities that go on in this country, everywhere. The way pe- Even the way people infight between each other and just kill each other and yep. break out and shoot each other. I mean, it was, it was wild. You know, really. Right. So they really weren't ready to fully embrace the principles of like, every man is created equal. Every man, woman, created equal. You know, everybody has the right to, to you know, f- freedom, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. You know, and sometimes it just takes a long time to really understand. You have to go through a bunch of shit to really understand what that really means. And I think that core right there, that core part, what was that on? That was the... Uh, the bit was the, that that was uh, like uh, all men are created equal. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Declaration pre- of Independence. Okay, so... That little piece right there. Yeah. Is this Joe coming back in? Yeah, it sounds like. Okay, it. but we'll, we'll we'll let him come in. But yeah. uh, that is what is going to be the movement of the world. Yeah. You know, because that's what people care about. People, especially after all we've been through. You know. Right. So, yeah. But I yeah. do want to say, hey, what's up, Joe? What's up? I do want to say this real quick though. So Gary Johnson, he actually climbed all of the highest peaks in every country, every continent. On every major continent, the highest peak of that continent, Gary Johnson climbed it. Yeah. So that's a magnificent feat. You know, that's really, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's really that cool, you know. Yeah. But Ron Paul, you know, again, going back to Ron Paul, I think when we talk about, like, the movement of liberty and stuff, uh, man, and he still rides his bike miles all oh, the time. Yeah, you know? man. Have a stroke, you know, basically, or whatever yeah. happened there, and then come back and still, right. you know, we all know where Ron Paul stands. He's a great person and a great messenger for this you know and sometimes things happen like that but uh yeah interesting i I look forward to watching the future of the liberty movement in this country i think it's one of the most diverse movements by the way too and i think it's gonna that's even donald trump's movement it's still liberty to me like deep down inside embedded in it behind all of the what they sell and stuff Mm -hmm. that's it so so tying into this and joe this is actually a perfect segment for you because i actually think you'll have a little bit of a different take because I was really thinking about this okay so Donald Trump's movement it's a perfect segue uh, okay. one of his the biggest parts of Donald Trump's movement because he captured the independence in a way because he ha- he's, he's not part of the establishment and we'll right. all agree that he's definitely not you know and I, I it, it's entertaining to say the very least yeah whether it's good for our country or not it's probably another debate but it's very entertaining you know he's a bombastic character and I think people flock to him in that way, same way people push away. But his main thing was build a wall between the Mexico and Texas border. I laughed in the message earlier. I said, not on the Red River, yeah. you know, which would have been Which different. is where we need a wall. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, but uh, you put it, on the, uh, put it on the Rio Grande, you know. That was his big thing, you know, the wall between Mexico and, and the United States. And, and through New Mexico and Arizona and California. So... Would a wall, would does a wall really work if the policy is always shit? 
Well, is it even worth it? You know, it might cut down on a minuscule percentage of immigration. But, you know, you, you want a track record about whether or not walls work? Ask the Chinese. Guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, well, and the Germans, but, uh, right? Yeah, the Germans, too. You know, their wall came they, down eventually, they, they too. They came down. But would it slow? You know, these ranchers and these towns along the border in these states that you mentioned are being devastated by the overflow of immigrants right now. Would a wall stop it permanently? No, nothing's going to stop it permanently. You said it would slow down or a, a little bit, Levi. Yeah. I believe that you build that wall. It's going to slow down because it limits the ports of entry, you know, unless they tunnel under Oh, the yeah. Entry. I was going to say, it'll slow it down for a little while, but eventually well, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. get yeah. their There's a lot of ingenuity. In there. In yeah, well, man. Those they already have their tunnels. But this is my well. thing. If, if, this, and this is why I had to, had, to, had to preface it with if, because you're right. If they want to get here because the policy yeah. provides them a good life, they're gonna come. Right. They'll swim right. across the damn ocean and yeah, get over here. Across a boat, uh, damn it, they're gonna find another way. Yeah, you know, find, I mean, they'll find a way. What? They, they're, 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 there's 200 miles of Texas coast there where there's not a damn town, not one. Yep. You could go right into, right into the Laguna Madre and yeah. they can make a run for it there. I mean, so it, it, there's a, if 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 the policy is bad. A wall is irrelevant. I, I really have been thinking that more and more because I have been someone that's been like, you know, why not just build the wall? Why not just build it and just try to put a band aid on this problem well, because it, it is a band aid for yeah. sure. If anything, look, you got to think about the property owners there that whose property oh, are definitely, get, definitely. getting yeah, destroyed, right, you know? Right, right. The people that leave their hunting cabins out there and stuff, if you know, if you don't leave them unlocked, well, then they'll go in there and they'll tear them up. And if a, you, but if you leave them unlocked where they can go in there and they can sleep and everything, it's, it's shown that they don't tear one, them up. One thing we can definitely, definitely all agree upon is it's a big problem. Like, oh, for that yeah, reason. Yeah. Like, if you live close to there and you, you don't want that problem, and you don't want it for people, no matter what their reason is for coming, you don't want to deal with that. You know, it's not something you want to have to deal with, but... You know, you can uh, think about, you know, the the Indians, they probably sat in their teepee talking about the same kind yeah, of crap. Know, How can we dude. stop these white well, people from coming in here, all these immigrants? I have a real, I have a real, you like, I, I totally feel for you, man. No, I, t I totally understand that, and that's yeah. exactly right. It's true. Yeah. This, country's true. this country's founded on immigration. It is. Well, right. Now, there's laws set. You want to come and become part of this country and and earn the earn the right to accept what this country has to give you earn that right to accept it get out there and, you know don't come in here and just expect the government to support you hell we got right. enough people that live here that do that yeah so yeah. you know yeah. I, I really think come and be a positive part of the country yeah. man and you're welcome you know well, that's that liberty well, movement too man well, yeah and you will and a big part of the liberty movement is you got to cut down that 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 welfare state, which yeah. is what attracts a lot of immigrants. Here. Yeah, because yeah. the idea they, that they, they illegally, 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 yeah. exactly. You know, 
Get rid of that welfare state that attracts so many immigrants. Also, you want to cut down on illegal immigration. Make it a little easier, maybe, to legally immigrate here. I know people yeah, me too. who have taken months, even years, to legally immigrate here, to legally become yeah. a citizen, to, to do all that. It, it, so much time, yeah, it's money a, it, it's a as well. Process, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, I've heard people say, it's just like a theme park. If you want to get into the theme park, you got to pay the ticket and, and, you know, wait in line, pay the ticket and all, all this. And, and, you know, if you get caught jumping the wall into a theme park, you're going to get thrown out, right? So, yeah, you're right. But you don't got to wait years right. and pay a fortune to yeah. get into a theme park. And if you did, I can guarantee you, you would find a lot more people trying to sneak into the dang yeah. thing. And people who have already paid in advance, by the way, who are still on that waiting list, that have already tried to been paying their dues, and they see all these people sneaking in, what are they going to do? They're yeah. going to start sneaking in, and it's going to quagmire. There, there's a but that makes good. That makes good sense, you know. All you need, you know, if you're coming in, put your name on the list. When when our background check is done with you, and you're good to come on in. Come on in. Yeah. If you fail the background test, head on back. No, it is. Well, you know, and back in the, I think it was like, you know, back in the 1820s, 1830s, that was one of the rises to Santa Ana, was mm-hmm. that so many people were flooding over from America and into what is now Texas, which was Mexico then. They were flooding over because they wanted, they, they welcomed the immigrants into Mexico at the time from America to come because they knew that they would battle the Indians yep. and keep the Indians down in this territory a little bit, you know? And so then it just became like a massive influx. It welcomed, because of that policy, it welcomed a ton of people in, a huge influx of people. Those were the Texians, you know, that yep. that then ended up fighting for their independence from Mexico, yep. you know? And so, you know, there is something to say about that, that Flooding, allowing people and having policies that allow people to flood in historically is not is not a good thing. Right. You know, it very much changes the foundation of what you're trying to do in your country. You're not going to stop it. Period. You're, all you can do is is hope that the good people that come over are are uh, stay good people beings. and become become respectable citizens. And the ones that are pricks are going to probably come over and remain pricks, and <laughs> we got more right. pricks you to know, deal there, with. There's, there's actually, there's actually yeah. something that's probably not very popular in uh, some sense, and I do understand there's, la- there's layers to this. It's not as simple as it sounds, but uh, I think another part of this problem is that we've been sending so much money to countries for so long, oh, yeah. and what happens is we send this money over to certain people in that government and we just entrust them that they're good people and they're going to spread out the money evenly all it does is make them more powerful and make more people in that country probably live in poverty and under bad circumstances and then those people don't want to live under that they don't want to live under that type of regime that type of you know powerful government and so they think oh if we go into america we're going to be Free. They don't even know America's like creating that in some way in your country. You know, yep. if y'all are all on the same playing field, you could adopt the ideas of freedom and like really try to rise on your own. Now, here's the uh, one of the layers to that is: Are we free right now? In we're, America, right, right now we're we're struggling just to. 
to keep basic Christian Joe, right. I'm talking about basic Joe, Christian right. Joe, after the year that just happened, that question can't even be asked again of anything. You know? We are far this country, from being free. That's what I mean. Far from being that's what I'm being saying. Free. That's what I'm saying. They, they see that, but really, like, we're the, the... The way that we are acting in the American way today is the problem in their country. It's a huge part of their problem. And they're wanting to come here thinking that that's the solution. It's like, no, like... Dude, you, you, know, know. you know what's funny, man? Back in, like, 2015 or 2016, I actually made a meme that said, as long as Americans are able to leave their house and walk down the street, they will continue to believe they are free. You know? Yeah. And that meme aged very badly. <laughs> <laughs> because this past year has proven that even when Americans aren't allowed to leave their houses and walk down the street, a very big significant portion of them will still continue to believe that they are free. free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. It's a wild anomaly. Oh, yeah. After this year. Good night, uh, guys. Thanks, well, Joe. Thanks yeah. for the input, man. Always good. Yeah, we, uh, but no, it's it's amazing that that people even, that's, that's just not even, to me, obviously not. I mean, I think it, people have, the, I, I, let me tell you something, man. Yes, if it comes down to life or death, there are. I mean, I think people. I think I think it, it, people are awoke in a deeper way today, for sure. Again, but I'm not like completely pessimistic about it. But this past year was rough, man. And you know, there are rumors in the news, and I don't get too involved with it. But I saw loosely that there are some rumors that you know that that there could be in the future plan like. Uh, you know, lockdowns because of climate, you know, and things like that. You know, like climate lockdowns. Climate and things lockdowns. Like that. Something, it's, it's floating around in some news sources for sure. Really? You know, uh, whether whether it's really credible or not. But a lot of things, a lot of these things, they, you know, that are, that have happened today that I would have never believed five years ago, we're also talking about some, they people were talking about it. Yeah. And they were oh, made no, to believe climate, that they were not credible climate sources. Climate disaster, that, that's a playing card that they've been, Kind of, kind of dangling for for quite a while, you know, yeah. almost like the Jaws theme going on in the background of the climate change. This year like was a look. This was a bad year for humanity because this really oh, yeah. showed that that uh, we do have a spirit of liberty, like we were just saying earlier in this podcast. But we also, uh, damn man, we, right now we're just in a way where because of the way that we've progressed in medicine and development and the way that we do everything has depended on this way of life that is falling apart in front of us. Right. And I think we're all scared to like let that go. And that's why we fight with each other and try to hold on to what we can and we're protective, you know, right. and by nature. And uh, I that's why I try to have empathy for people, man. I really try I'm really trying to do the best I can not to judge people either way cuz no matter if someone completely disagrees with the things that I think, you know, I think that that's deep down in their heart. They probably want what's best for the people around them in their area or whatever. You know, I mean, that's right. most of the people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's it's just like we live in a complicated time. And I, and I think that liberty is probably really the only answer. But again, going back to this segment, too, and, and this kind of ties into the wall is that, 
the more I think about that, it's just that's become just a huge noise. Like what? It, like when he started talking about that, it might have been relevant then. Right. It's we're so far past that. Like it what's and so now Governor Abbott in Texas is talking about that he's raising three hundred and fifty million dollars, which is silly because he was one of the things he was like by like pr- private donation. I'm like, who's paying for this, dude? What is this yeah. private donation right. you talk of? You know, oil companies, perhaps? Yeah. Probably, you know, are the ones that really... I know it ain't the musicians. That's right. for damn sure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... I just think that that's like... Is that really an issue? Is that something we should really be spending money on doing, is building a wall, or should we be spending more time in fixing our policies and what we do? I mean, maybe, but, I mean, aren't... Is right. it really going to work? I mean, is it something that we should be doing? Yeah, no, I I think that it's uh, Abbott really trying to flex for the conservative voters come 2022. Oh, of course it is. Of course Absolutely, is. you know. Uh, I think a, a very smart thing for Abbott to do right now would, you know, after, after he builds the wall... Turn around and you legalize marijuana, man. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> get those conservatives with one. Yeah, get those liberals with another, man. <laughs> it's like he builds the wall, and, and we're sitting here yeah. and we're like, dude, I don't even know if this was hey. worth it. This was such a waste of money. And then it's like, uh, Governor Abbott has legalized yeah. recreational marijuana, and we're like, dude, do we even build a wall? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember we even built a wall. <laughs> to be honest, I, don't, I haven't even seen a wall. <laughs> Yeah. Damn, no, man. Uh, you know, whether or not this helps him out in 2022, I don't know. You know, I, what do you think? Do you think that he's helping himself out for his 2022 run, or is he shooting himself in the foot with this one? Hold on, I, I will answer that, but I, I have to say this before I forget it. Is it was, uh, one thing that I, I do find humorous, and again, I have plight for everybody. I understand, but when they set up this chop zone in Seattle, you know, and they're like, you know, anti-fascist, you know, I don't want to blame it. I don't know what the dynamics are, who really started that shit, right. but whoever did. Is that it, still going on? I, I think, I probably, to some extent, I'm sure yeah. it is. There's, there's actually, in Portland, like, there's, like, clashes and things going on uh, between Proud Boys and Antifa again, stuff in the streets. Yeah. Is that, that's, it, it it's crazy, but whatever they're going to do, God bless them, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no business really being worried about them right it's their it's damn business there, you know what i'm saying that's the way i look at yep. it i can't i don't have the time and the energy you know really right. but uh but i was thinking about it as like when they're like you know we've got all these fascists that want to keep people out of our country and not let people be themselves and then, and the first thing they're like we're taking this zone building the wall <laughs> no, no, yeah. and by the way if you look like this you can't be in Yep. And you're like, oh, hold on. Hold on, dude. And like, I just found that, like, really comical, man, in a way. Because it's like... Well, it, and, it, you know, it, they, <laughs> they, they, they prove against their own point. I mean, so many of these people are probably people who are like, no borders. You know, borders are just imaginary lines on maps. You know, they're not... They're, they're colonialization. They're, they're just white westernization. You know, like, so many stupid things they'll say about it. Borders, and I've said this on the show before, you know, what I think about borders, they are cultural and, you know, political and cultural fault lines, you know, and they really, they, they are, that read different regions have different cultures, different cultures produce different needs, different 
sorts of government that they like, that they'll prefer for themselves. That's why globalization, I think, is just a... You know, globalism is a, is a completely asinine idea. This idea that the whole world is going to operate under one government one day. That's just... I mean, maybe if you give it another... Maybe in another millennia or so, that'll be a reality once... Uh, you know, no, I actually, just, I actually, I think, I think it's a very, to, in my opinion, for sure. I know nothing about anything, so I mean, take it for what it's worth. But in my opinion, there's like no way that that no. could happen because Not really. because I think that there would be a ma a, a catastrophic problem with in, with war and things oh, before yeah. that would ever happen. I, I just, I, there would have to be. I just don't know, man. I don't know if that's yeah. in humans. I don't think that that's just, I, you know, there's a there's a level that we do forget here, man, like with our intellect. I feel, I feel like this is a, a real human problem, and again, people might disagree with me, and that's fine, but the way I live and the way I look at the world, I've always kind of felt like this, is we in this world are searching to become more intelligent and have more intellect and going to go to Mars, and in the meantime, we totally leave behind are tied to this planet and the fucking reality yeah. that this is where we are and that this is the way that we should live to help preserve we have an abundance of everything this is a special occurrence right you know and it's like that we put very little value into that but look at the sides of the roads when you drive down the roads i mean you know and the plants that have taken over most River towns and river, and I know it gives people jobs, and 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 there's a there's there's dynamics to these things. Right. We built this society that that is like a monster, man. You know, right. like uh, well, the that, you know the industrial revolution. I think we've said this on the show before. How you know it it, it definitely produced some amazing things, made our lives so much easier, but. That mixture of the industrial revolution of the uh, industrial revolution mixed on with that Enlightenment era, that Age of Reason, with that, and the march forward just looks bleak. If you ask me, I think yeah. that they're two, both of those things: the industrial revolution on like a physical scale, the Age of Reason on an intellectual scale, are like two monsters, you know. Because once the Enlightenment happened, and the Enlightenment really owes its birth to like the Protestant Revolution, you know, the Protestant Reformation, the people who broke from the Catholic Church and said, "We're not going to listen to all these dogmas anymore." You know, we're not going to we're not going to confine ourselves to what the Pope says for every little thing about the world and the way everything works. And and you know, uh, you owe so many advance we owe so many advances in science and stuff like that to uh, the Age of Reason, which was kicked off by, in many ways, the Protestant Reformation. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, you know, the Catholicism and the, the Holy Roman Empire, lots of advancement was made there, too. I'm not trying to downplay Catholics or anything like it that. Time, but it all, it all just plays into history, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, but, but, but right now, I think we're living through this very gray period of where the Euphoria of the Amer of the Industrial Revolution is gone. You know, you, you think about like the height of it, and you think about like the luxury vehicles and stuff like that of like the fifties and sixties. That's all gone now. Everything's gray and bleak now. 
You yeah, know? you know, actually, but there <clears> is mean, a, there is a, there is one one thing that I do actually find, and it's a very large thing, and it encompasses a lot of different things. So it's like got tentacles, you know, and that is like the movement to like uh, it, like let's say for instance like the ocean cleanups, uh, you know, the river cleanups, the you know, the movements to, like, stop pesticides, the organic m farming movement, oh, yeah. big time. Localized foods, grow people growing more gardens. Uh, I do believe there's an undercurrent of this stuff that's kind of oh, it's starting to awaken more and more. And it has been for a long time. Right. For a long time. Our lifespan, probably, if not more than that. It, it's been already born. It's not doesn't have to be born. We don't have to wait for it. You know, I think it's something right. we're going to see more and more of. Uh, and there's going to be more people that want to live their life that way. Because you're building something, even if you have to build something slowly, you're building something real for the next generation. And I think it gives some people something positive to live for. And I think that is some, that's what people are going to look for in these times, man. You know, really. And yeah. it's, it's hard to find it, but it's there. It is there. Uh, and and th so there are those things, because... Again, the thing, the different thing now, and, and like I said, you can't really, history's a great guide, but you have to remember that these times are different, and a lot of people are going to suffer. I'm going to say, you know, it's going to be mixed baggage, right? But at the same time, there will be an, uh, like, there is a large awakening of, like, wanting to move the world forward in a positive way, right. whatever that means. They're very open-minded and open to whatever it's going to take, you know, to move the world forward. It's funny, too, I was laughing about this today, and uh, it's like, we really do need, like, a great reset is what the world kind of needs, in a way, but we need a great reset against the people who are trying to push us into a new great reset. It's like, right. you're the one that made us need the reset in the first place. So yeah. we'll, like, let us reset organically, and let the reset happen, and just get out of the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, and, and that won't happen, but yeah, I'm saying, like, that's what needs that. to happen. Yep. So, ironically, I think they're, you know, those, those you know, the game will run out on, on the, the status quo of today. The game will run out on oh, these yeah. people. Their ideas will die. And they are. They have. They have died. Right. And, you know, people are going to, people with kids, especially the parents of today that are raising kids, and I don't mean... If you don't have kids, no knock on you. You know, it's not for everybody. I totally understand. But I say right. there is a different meaning when you have the future generation that you are responsible for. Right. And those people are not going to just sit back and let it all fall to the wayside. Those are the ones that are going to fight back the hardest, for sure. And they're going to say, no way, we're not going to live this way. This is not what we stand for. And those are going to be the ones that really move the society forward, dude. Right. No, I agree. No. You know that uh, I think it's. I think it'll really uh, hinge on that older millennial generation. You know, the kid. You know, the people who were born through like the early '80s through like the mid '90s. That kind of generation. They're the people out there who have kids right now. They're having kids right now, and they're the they're the next leaders of the country. You know, really. I mean, here in just another decade or so, they'll all be old enough to run for president. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, some of them will probably be old enough before another decade. Who knows? But, uh... Yeah. Uh, 
they have abandoned for sure. They've all maybe not abandoned, but tuned out of that status quo. <laughs> yes, completely. Already, completely. You're completely right. Tuned You're out. right about that. You, you know? are. Uh, you are right about that. They it, very much so. And right. even and even a little bit of the generation that we're seeing now has. Right. And that's where the movement is starting, and you're seeing it. That's a trend that's going upwards. Right. It's it's definitely going upwards, and and uh, again, it is kind of a. It, it, there's so many dynamics to these things that it's unpredictable in those ways, you know. Uh, but it's fun to watch, and I just I just worry, man. You know, like the the bat, You know, I'll I'll end I'll end this uh, kind of segment or whatever I guess on uh, on this note about the walls is. Like, if, if you have a situation to where, like, let's say Texas has walls all the way around it. And, and you know, in Oklahoma, they just have a real bad year with storms and, and the people there are just suffering their ass off. And Texas had a good year. Nothing's really been wrong. Plenty of places to go. Plenty of things to do. And meanwhile, Texas sends money to Oklahoma just to the government, and the government decides who gets it and who doesn't get it, and and it kind of just sets up kind of an unfair, kind of weird system there in Oklahoma, just naturally, even though they're all trying to help, aren't trying to do bad things, but it just gets corrupted in the process. Right. So people in Oklahoma are finally like, man, we got to get out of here. We got to get in, and I and I'm not trying to knock on Oklahoma. I'm just using yeah. this as a as yeah. a reference point, you know. It's like. We got to we got to get into Texas, man. Like that wall at that point doesn't matter. Right. It's how are we getting over this fucking thing or under it at that point. It's not you know. Yeah. What else? And, and, and then if I get but here's the other side of that. If someone else next to them is doing good and they don't have a wall, they probably just go over there. Right. Even easier. And they say, "Oh, well, they got a wall." So so it probably could work in that sense. But in in this in this case, there's nowhere else for them to go. So right. a wall, to me, doesn't really, at this point, matter. But would you ask me again about Governor Abbott, too? You said, do I think it's going to help him yeah, win the election? Yeah. The wall probably alone, uh, I, I said I'd answer it. Almost forgot when I came back yeah. to it. Now. But the election alone, I, I, or this won't win him in alone. Right. But I think it'll help with his base. But oh, again, yeah. for people like you and I, will this help? I mean... I think he's just kind of another, like you said, he's, to me, he's just playing politics with this stuff. No. Like, he's going to start this wall campaign and be like, guys, I've, I haven't had enough time to, I mean, I started raising the money. I was going to build the wall. If he loses, I was going to do it. Yeah. I was going to do it. I, so, it's always just that, to me, with with this. It's always just playing politics with these people. Yeah. And that's why Matthew McConaughey, it's like, well, shit, give the dude a shot then if that's what it's going to take, you know, to try to change stuff up. But, you know, I, I just, that's where I don't have faith is in the political system that we have because that's what's become dynamically just completely corrupt. They've allowed business to run. They're supposed to protect people from greed and, like, keep things just, like, Make sure people don't step on each other, and like you know, like right. they they have failed miserably at protecting liberty. Yep. <laughs> to me, like they have given it all away. Shit, yep. I mean it's crazy. But uh, okay, so anyways, let's move real quick into. Uh, I wanted to ask you, man. So, uh, like when you think from the outside looking in, when you hear about like Texas music, 
and maybe I've asked you this before, but I'm not sure. Who do you think of? What do you think of when you think of that I think term? Of like Texas music. I think. Uh, oh dang it! Now I can't remember his name, man. Uh, Robert O'Keefe. You know, it's definitely probably like the one of the first, if not the first, who comes to my mind. You know, <laughs> yeah. with Texas music. Yeah. What uh, about Stevie Ray Vaughan? But Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, Willie you know, Nelson. Willie ne- I was just about to say Willie Nelson. Yeah. Whole whole lot of uh, great singers have come out of Texas, man. Yeah. I think uh, I think Conway Twitty might have been born in Texas. Yeah, very well. He very yeah. well could have been. Yeah, a lot of people. Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn yeah. was born in Texas. Beyonce Knowles was born in Texas. Selena made music in Texas. I don't think I don't know that she was born here. Maybe she was born in Corpus. She died in Corpus Christi. Yeah. Selena. Yeah. Um, and she was an icon, man. You know, uh, the blues were born in so many ways in parts of Texas. Like another, they weren't born in Texas, but its own brand of blues was born right. in Texas in the Austin scene, and even in Houston, Lightning Hopkins in like the probably like 40s 50s maybe into the 60s i guess he played uh like the houston area you know and he was like the uh, big time you know the blues extends back into texas into the well into the 19 early 1900s oh, yeah. with people the way it is documented uh and so what i what i think and what i think people uh i don't know if people understand this or they don't understand it, but I think even if they don't understand it, this is what attracts people to the Texas music scene, is that there is just a ton of variety. You have, like, folk. You have what modern-day, like, Americana, where it's kind of infused, like, 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 like rock and roll, slash right. country, slash folk music, or whatever it is, you know. Uh, you have... There's jazz. There's funk groups today. Like, there's... I mean, the list goes on of the music you can find in this state. Oh, yeah. It is, the variety of music in this state is insane. And I think that's like one of the major roles in making it what it is. And and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because, like, we live in a time where, again, you can learn a lot from history. Like, you can definitely look at history and learn something from it. And I think when we look at like the Los Angeles scene, and I don't just mean music, but I just mean entertainment scene in general when it comes to Los Angeles, but look at the Nashville scene and what it's become. I'm not saying that it's not still very popular. It is still very popular. But even there, there's like an undercurrent of musicians who have gained a lot of popularity by kind of being counterculture right because the culture has become washed so many people feel oh, yeah you know and but I do feel like what's happening now in Texas you're starting to see that big time even more so than I've seen it in my career here in certain markets right. how it's really starting to get that way you know it's the pay-to-play attitude it's like you owe the business something uh, in a sense just for being a musician you know, like, it's right. not work, it's not... You know what I'm saying? They start to undervalue the musician who fucking creates that environment. Right. If they weren't there, you wouldn't have that to lean on. You wouldn't have that attraction. But the businessmen and women and the club owners and things, which I have a lot of respect for, not knocking them, but right. you just got to be honest. Is You've got to let the artist be artist. 
You know, and you've got to allow them to go to shows and do what they're going to do. And what's happening today, one of the reasons I say this is because they want everyone to play cover music. Right. Oh, this person plays too many originals. It's like, what's wrong yeah. with that? What's wrong with that? You want the same... What you, what they need, and I'm being sincere about this. It kind of sounds silly, but I'm being sincere. Right. What they want is they need to just go buy a jukebox, dude. No, yeah. Literally go buy a jukebox. Like, right. that's what you want. If like, that's live all you music is... You have to allow the entertainer to be the entertainer. If, if the crowd says he sucks, she sucks, then you don't have her back. Right. But you keep going and you keep trying and you keep getting people in and giving people a stage to work their act and some people are going to take and some people aren't. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the way it is. But you have no business in telling people that, hey, I need you to play this many covers, this many originals. Like That's a very slippery slope. I don't walk in as a mu- as a musician and say, "Hey, my my crowd, they're all vegetarians. Can you not serve burgers today?" Yeah, you know, right. like they'd be like, "What?" It's like, "Well, you know, I mean, there's some I know that's a little overstepping it, but like at the right. same time, there is some truth to that. It's like you're not let me do my job. Yeah. If I don't do it well, I won't get hired." Right. Don't but don't tell me what the fuck to play and what not to play because I'm here to do my, I want to I have a business too right. you know I don't work for you you know I work for me and that's why I do that and uh, and I'm not just speaking on my own terms this is I've had some very bad gigs right but I've also I've also had some great gigs and I have way more great gigs and I do even have bad gigs at all you know even a little bit bad but certain markets I'm noticing how it's becoming and I don't even want to play there anymore Right. The restaurants don't care about the musicians. They don't care about, hey, uh, no, 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 no originals, no originals, man. We don't, we don't. We need tables to turn over. You yeah. know, we need. It's like, well, no, I'm trying to do the opposite of that. So we have to meet in the middle. I'm trying to build people that are going to listen to my entire set, that are going to go home and remember me. Right. You know, not people that are going to listen for 20 minutes and say, what's that guy's fucking name? Who cares? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go to the next place. Like so. There's got to be some give and take with this. And one of the ways is you stay out of the business of the musician. You hire and don't hire and run your restaurant appropriately and have good clientele and let them entertain your guests to the best of their ability. And if you have a problem with them, maybe you're like, hey, like you're having tables. You're just having your friends come in and they're only spending. Is that a motorcycle? No. What is that? Helicopter? UFO? <laughs> I don't know. Some weird sounds out there. Yeah. But anyway, so, but you, you, uh, you know, if someone's like, hey, you have like 10 friends are taking up four tables. They spend like 25 bucks. Like, that. they're, absolutely. I completely understand. I'm not saying musicians should have free reign right. at just taking it. But, man... It, this pay-to-play mentality, that's what I call it. A pay-to-play mentality. We give you the platform. Okay. Yeah. All right. You just, I'll build my career and I'll never play any place again and you'll never have live music again. And people will just start not taking that career path. Right. And you'll push people away. Yep. It's it's ignorant, you know? And, and the ones that really flourish, there's a sweet spot for these towns and these music scenes around here to me oh, yeah. and there's a real sweet spot for sure 
and a few of them have definitely passed that and others of them are, are really coming into that uh, you know that that time and it probably changes often but I'm just not down with that you know I mean Austin obviously has that mentality that it's adopted and that's been that's been recorded since back in like the outlaw country days and the blues lived right through all that and that's why they were the, see the blues doesn't give a shit ever the yeah. blues always just stays outlier of it. That's why people love the blues. Because yep. they just speak the truth all the time. They don't even care. Right. People that play the blues, they have a level of expectation that they just... They just do oh, their yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The blues, Like man, Think about the best blues players. So like, relaxed. Stevie Ray Vaughan's a good example. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? He came, like, off of a... And that doesn't even... That goes beyond Texas, even. I'm just saying, like... It's a genre of independence for damn sure. You know, it was built in that. Uh, I, I, like, I like it. But uh, especially, like, I think Texas country, like Red Dirt, like Robert Earl was an early, early pioneer of that. So, you know, he's great, and he was very original. But then it became to where, like, this Red Dirt and, like, this Texas country, everyone wants to sound like that, yep. and every radio station only wants to play that. And anything else gets pushed to the side, and it's like so people start to associate Texas music with just this red dirt country. Like if you look up on YouTube, Texas music, it's going to be all red dirt oh, country. Yep. There's no blues. There's no folk music. There's no Tejano mix. You know, there's no, there's nothing. You know, I mean, it's all just that same thing. And I think there, that's. A real problem and I also noticed that certain ones of those artists that have gotten really big in the Texas country country genre you know and you go to their shows and I'm not trying to knock on my support them being this way if they truly mean it right. is that uh, you know they're like no one does it like we do it down in Texas you know they don't understand and you go to reach these people and I was in radio I tried to reach a lot of them yeah. you know and uh, you go to dial their managers numbers and you're calling the Nashville number you know and it's it's I it's ironic to me and what it shows is that we've allowed for other ways to creep into our business here. Yep. And uh, I think it's disrespectful to people who have really built this scene in Texas. It's taken a variety of all different types of characters and people and artists. Men, women, from all different walks of life. Some that were from here, born here, some that weren't. Right. You know, all different. And to build this music scene. And to just wash it all into one genre is just, it can't happen. No, it just yeah. can't happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, 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 I really. That's why I like to promote Texas music right there, because that's what's special about it. Promote you know the what diversity I mean? of it. People that come down and want to listen to uh, the Los Tex Maniacs playing with Flaco Jimenez. If you're from Texas, if you if you come to Texas and you go see that show, you're gonna be like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Same way. If right. you go see uh, uh, Bruce Robeson or or George Strait or, or you know you wouldn't really see him that might be a you know uh, Cody Johnson or one of these new Texas contracts Randy Rogers right. you're gonna be like all right that's Texas music you know that's good you know if you go to Austin and you see Gary Clark Jr. you know uh, or you know one of these young blues bands like the Peterson Brothers or something. And be like, uh, all right, man. That's why I came to Texas. Right. It's all Texas music. 
It's all a part of our scene, man. It's what makes it so badass. Like, if you play Texas music, you can play... If you, I had a show called the Texas Music Hour. You could not... It was genre... No walls. There was no walls, Greg Abbott. No walls, okay? <laughs> it was all walls down, man. Right. You know, and that's what... It just brings people together, man. It's what makes it so special and why I love it so much. As a songwriter... I can write anything and take it to the right places and the right venues, and uh, I could write one song that's like this and one song that's completely different, and they could both get by in different ways. You know, you don't have to fit in this box. It makes people want to do it. You know, it makes an artist want to be an artist because you can. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but I wanted to bring that up, man, and I just oh, want yeah. to talk about that because I haven't that was ever a great really talked. Man, that was I, a great rant. I haven't ever talked about it on this show, but I did this for years. Yeah, I did this on a radio for thousands of people to listen to. Tens of thousands of people could listen to it, and uh, I don't know that they ever did it one time, but it could reach a lot of people, and and uh, people tuned in. I know for sure. Right. And uh, and I did, and I I love doing it, uh, but I, I never have brought it here because I felt like we wanted to do something different here this was a little bit more for us to be able to rant and have fun politically okay. and, 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 and socially and stuff yeah. but this does tie into all of that because when we talk about the history of our state and stuff it tells the story of it in so many ways and I think that it makes our state like it's a real good voice for our state and it's a real good representative Very for the culture of our makes state it's unique what other state has its own music I mean you ever heard of Kansas music? No, only big no, no, cities, yeah. really. Maybe yeah. Tennessee has yeah. some... Right. The Nashville know. sound, of course. California probably has some, man, because, you know, California has Bakersfield with Buck Owens and, and that whole scene that started over in Bakersfield also has Los right. Angeles and, uh, you know, the Grateful Dead up in San Francisco right. and, like, that well, whole yeah, every, every psychedelic is rock. Produce, Detroit, of course, is known for producing a lot. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah. I guess I should rephrase that. What other, you know, those are all cities. Motown, all is Bob Seger. Hey, yeah. man. He was that birthed is, through yeah. Motown funk. You know, that's where yeah. he came from in that in that. Ted sense. Nugent, Ted, Motor yeah, City yeah, Man. Yeah. man. It, but yeah, see, man. look at the culture. Ted Nugent, known to be this right wing, you know, came from Motown, man. In, that, in the era of soul and funk, man. Like, he's not... You know, that's it's, it's just the stories of America. Yeah, and he does yeah. for sure. But that's where his that's where well, he started, yeah. man. That's where it all began for him. You know, and and the, it tells the story of America in so many ways. You know, whether you like him or not, hit politically, like you can't deny it, man. Like he this wore is the, this American a Confederate history. flag shirt, man. So nobody can ever like Ted Nugent again, or. They're racist. Listen to me, man. That's I'm not kidding. This is a true story. I'll tell you a true story. I was down in the coast. I was down at the coast this weekend, okay? I'm walking. Me and my son decide we get to the show early, so we decide we're going to walk around the island a little bit. It was hot. We are like, we're going to do it anyways, you know? And so we get down there, and we're walking around, and we come to this one kind of popular intersection. And uh, first I see a guy who's walking uh, separately from us, and he's a young guy and he's a black guy yeah and a nice nice young guy man just walking uh he probably had been exercising actually before that it looked like even maybe had been running a little bit right and he's coming up uh walking against us you know and uh we kind of make eye contact and at the same time out of the corner of my eye there's a wall between him 
and where this cart's coming. And there's a cart coming. It's an old white couple. Yeah. And they have a Confederate flag on the back. And I'm like, this is about to get awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to watch this all unfold right here. You yeah. know what I mean? But they just drove by, you know, nothing happened. Yeah. You know? Well, and well Port Aransas, dude, you go down there, you're going to see Confederate flags walk into any gift shop. Dude. They're everywhere. They're I cannot. On the walls. I cannot. I can. They're, dude, so it's inseparable many, from the culture. So many. So many. Fuck Biden. Oh yeah. Dude. Signs like it was amazing. Yeah. Like you go down. Like, I always part, part of going to Port Aransas that I look forward to is all the <laughs> ridiculous flags. It's a Texans see. getaway. Oh for sure. man. But but it is it. Uh, you know I do again the coastal towns. They do. Again, it does bring a lot of variety down there. I really enjoy my time down there. You meet all types of people, man. Damn. Uh, that was a funny instance. And it's just... It goes to show, man. Th- the young man probably shakes his head. It's like, fuck. Yeah. And the old people are probably even like, ah, oh, shit. You know, like, we move on. Life goes on. Yeah. You know, but the media... You know, if they saw that... Oh, man, if you could have gotten a yeah. picture of that at the right kind of Look angle, at what happened They here. could have, like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that old couple would probably be under investigation yeah. right now. You know? Who knows? And they spin shit out of, out of proportion. It's like, we're all yeah. here to have a good time. No one gives a shit. Yeah. And if anyone does, they're a dick, and people are just going to push them out, you know, and be like, get out of here, because everyone's just there to have a good time. But is there anything else you want to uh, end on, man? Is there anything else you want to talk <clears throat> about? Or? Man, you know... Uh, Thinking about what's been lately in the news, uh, Putin and Biden had that summit. Of course, I don't know if you've a little. You know, I mean, too you, much know, that. you know, it all seemed I, I to be it all seemed on, to be a, a pretty good summit, pretty positive. I I heard that both Biden and Putin had positive things to say about each other. Uh, but then uh, I think just two days ago, the uh, oh man, uh, was it the Secretary of Defense? Something like, I think it was the Secretary of Defense. I might be getting that title wrong. It might have been someone else. Uh, came out and announced that we are going to be increasing our sanctions on Russia. Just after this summit that supposedly went well. Uh, and that's just, if you ask me, not a good direction to go, man. I mean, what... What kind of message does that send to the rest of the world? You know, that I don't. even if you have a positive summit with us, even if we get together and we talk and we we do the diplomatic thing, yeah, we're still, still gonna, we're still going to put sanctions on you because we don't like the way you, you know, we yeah. don't like the things you do. You're we don't right. like the way you are. Yeah, like it's, look at our house on fire. Oh, know? man. Talk about that biblical analogy of, you know, worrying about the splinter in someone else's eye and not worrying about the log in your own. Yeah, you know? that's that's more of the reason. Because, see, I don't really know. The only thing I know about the Russian government and what it is today is all from bat sources I couldn't... I don't know. I don't yeah. live there. I have no idea what the people feel and whether or not they really trust their government or if they don't or if they... I don't know. I have no idea. Right. I, I, I have no idea, really. You know, maybe I could speculate to some degree, but it would be bad... Would be off. Like here in America, as long as people like Joe Biden are in control, it's gonna be more of the same. 
No matter who gets elected. I'm telling you, there's a peacetime right now. Listen, listen. 2024, man. We're going to learn a lot about our country in 2024. Yeah. You know, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter if we're all still alive, dead, you know, no matter what's going on in our life, I know, you know, life will do what it's going to do. But in 2024... It's going to be a crazy year for this country because we're going to find out if people have any faith in elections anymore or any faith in this system anymore. If there can be any type of restoration to any type of positive movement forward. Right. Because as long as these people keep getting elected, everyone can see through it. See, see the Trump, the Trump thing, that, that was real. Like, that, that whole, like, it got America on a high. Whether people liked them and they were on a high or they hated them so bad, they were on this trip. And no one was seeing clearly. They didn't even really care about the truth and what needed to be done. They just cared if you were for this one, you know, he, yeah. like, became bigger than the, than the issues at hand, yeah. you know? And I think now even people on the other side are realizing that, that they don't have that solution either. Yeah, that Trump was not that solution, but they don't have it either. That, that it's another evil, and it's it's starting to set in with people, man. I, I really feel like that. I don't think, I think Joe Biden and the people that are behind him, you know, I just think that they're they're just that old. They have that old mentality. Shit, yep. dude, they they're not gonna win in that. It, it, they just don't understand where the world is. It's so disconnected. Like, I mean, you know, it's just. You know, one thing that really worries me is because because I agree with you. You know, that old established power is on its way out. You know, and I think it sees that. I definitely think that yeah, they see yeah, it. They yeah. know the death thralls and yeah. the death thralls, man, yeah. of a of a beast that like the like the the established federal government or you know and way beyond that into the the Federal Reserve, the yeah. people who run the central banks, the That's powerful more, families. Yeah. These people start to see their power slipping. They're not just going to raise their hands up and go, "Okay, you know." I'm going to say, "You know what we need? We need a great reset." Yeah, you know, they're going to introduce a huge problem. Then the pandemic is probably a great example of that. I mean, there's there's some people I'm sure who would call me a crazy conspiracy theorist for even saying that, but they're going to introduce problems that they will then come in and try and act like oh we're the you know we're, yeah. we're here to help you we're gonna you know we're, we're the good guys you, you need us to to sustain your society and stuff like this you know uh I, I i do worry about what they're gonna do on their way out no well, they're gonna make a it. grand exit i think they're gonna make you wear a mask yeah. and i think they're gonna lock down businesses i think they're gonna use businesses against people to enforce Policies that they would never accept any other way, but besides the fact that they want to go into those businesses and buy something. Yeah. And I believe you're seeing it all right now, and I don't believe it's over at all. Oh, I don't think it's over. I was about to say, Wait I don't, I don't think, the I, I think that this pandemic season. is only the uh, tip, the very tip of these the iceberg. Historically, the shit, you know, again, this is where I mean, history can help you, because historically these things, you know, a decade... A decade's yeah. fairly long for a, a, a long transition like that, but it's it's years, man. And now we it's have years. the American royal baby. Coming, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You know, talk about Britain playing the long game, man. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> that would be funny. They got that royal baby getting born. If they had an interview, if they had an interview, and they're like, you know, he's telling, you know, the baby doesn't really look like me, and I've been thinking, like, and then all of a sudden, Austin Powers comes up behind, oh behave, it's mine, baby. He goes, that'd be a great skit, right? And make everybody laugh, dude. The internet would explode on that. It's like Austin Powers is back. <laughs> We forgot about that. Everybody awesome. forgot about Austin yeah. Powers, man. Damn, man, that guy like he would <laughs> never be allowed today in the world. Oh, dude. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's just uh. Yeah, I mean, man, it, it's a, it, it's just a hard time for everybody. I I do feel like that, and it's easier to see things from a negative light when times are hard because. You, uh, you know, shit, you're like, we all grew up on stuff that today is failing us, you know, and so there's a piece of us in this generation that's kind of like, oh, you know, like, shit, you know, like, we all love pro sports, and now we have this rift, it's like, they've become these monsters, man, of like, even the way they just, they try to control the athlete, they try to control the viewer, they try to control the... You know, these machines have just become so corrupt that it turns everybody away from these things that we've all grown to love, you know? So I think that hopefully it gives opportunity to other things in its place to come up and do things in a better way than we've ever known. Yeah. You know, and I think there is the possibility for that in some things, and some things might just wither away. But... It, to me, it's I, it really again. I'm like the theme to my to what I'm where my mind is tonight. I guess is like that. It, I really just feel like that. That uh, you know there, there is just things are just going to change. You know, there's just a massive change going on, no matter what it may be. You know, right. um, and 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 some things it's good, and some things it's bad again, but. I think we have to learn as people to accept things not being the way we've always known them. It's like a pill we have to swallow right. to some extent and like see the world a little differently because you know some things we're made to believe are like so evil and so evil and they may not be as evil as you think. And some things you're made to believe are absolutely heroic may not be a, you know may not be what you think and, and all of the above some things you're made to think are evil may be more evil than you're made to believe right you know and and so you know you just have to kind of like uh, you know live for liberty man yeah that's <laughs> yeah, right that's it life liberty and property man yeah. don't infringe upon it yeah and you'll be fine well at least that's the way it should be yeah you know in today's uh, political and social atmosphere, it's uh, unfortunately that's not the way it is. You know, we still live in a system where people try to use the state and its authority to implement their own ideologies, their own prerogatives. You know, nobody can just live their life yeah. and let other people live their life the way that yeah. they see fit. You know. And especially with social media. Because social every media thought goes into everything. People think they know people and what they're doing. Oh, I know people like you. I read your comments. Yeah. I know exactly people like you and what you're doing, what you're trying to do. And they can break this shit down like it's like you don't you don't know me for shit. Yep. You know nothing about me. 
You know, you assume that you do because you have this damn computer that you think you can, you, you're some expert breaking people down. You know, you have no you know, clue. You know, people think that. I, I hear so many people th say like, in a hundred years we're gonna be living in a virtual matrix. You know, where you're just gonna be strapped into a computer and it. It's, it's in a like, hundred years, you like might dude, be cruising around in a long boat. Honestly, <laughs> I think in a hundred years, there's a good chance you could be living in a fucking cave. Okay, yeah, but, yeah. but but I mean, if you want to play this game, okay, we're already doing that. We're already there. Look at social media, man. It is a matrix. It is the matrix. Like yeah. you just said, people base their entire life view. Not everybody. There's intellectual, well-read people out there who are actually able to take a step back and look at the world and the big picture and what's led up to everything and why people are the way they are. It can all be explained, you know. But there are other people, there are lots of people who literally base their entire life view on memes. Yeah. And I'm a little bit of a... Uh, Hypocrite. For even saying that, because like I said, I'm a hip you know, I consider myself a propagandist. I make a lot of memes and I have and I reach tens of thousands, even sometimes hundreds of thousands of people with my memes. You know. Memes but, uh, are a byproduct though of a of a systemic failure. You know? No. People it, it, it was a way for people to release comedically and things like right. that. Like the with truth satire. with satire. Yep. So and without any repercussion until the repercussions started to come. Yep. And so it's not the memes that were the evil. It's just that that they've grown to be this uh, this thing where now people can like get clout and stuff with it. So now it's it's become a little right. you know. <laughs> well, old no, and way, you know what it, you know what I think is even more cancerous than memes, TikTok. <laughs> dude, I, I have I to have, have people explain oh, to dude, me what TikTok, TikTok is. Oh man, I'm sorry, but it is just the. I look at TikTok and the videos that come off of it, my, and my, my wife watches a lot of TikTok. She spends a lot of time watching those videos on TikTok. And the but the influencers, the, this influencer, you know, like quote unquote, these people who one of the most popular things on TikTok seems to be just people lip syncing to music, and they get like. Hundreds of thousands of followers. It's like what the? F <laughs> I don't get it, man. So I don't all get I, it. So all I gotta do I'm is a little, lip I'm just old school. I like the memes, man. You know. All I all I have to do is <laughs> lip sync to freaking uh, oh. Lunch Lady Land. And oh I'm good. man, no. you'd get you you'd get yeah. tens of thousands Hogies of views. and grinders. I Hogies and grinders. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Social media has definitely become a just. I, I, I have to use the word like a cancer. It's almost like a cancer, man. It just it just sits there and it grows and it festers. It festers in the minds of people. Because social media... And I know, dude, because I, I, I don't do it anymore. I, I really just avoid getting into big, heated, paragraph-long comment discussions on, on Facebook anymore. I used to do it all day... Every day, I would go on to threads and make a make an inflammatory comment just because I knew someone would. You know, yeah. I used to do that. There we go. And like, I can tell you, man, social media—you don't leave it when you hit when you turn your phone off. Not if you're in 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 bed with it like that. 
Yeah. You know, not like the way so many people are, where, I mean, literally, I would sit there, I would turn my phone off, and I would just sit there and think about those comments, you know, and like, oh, ooh, I know a reply, yeah. ooh, I got a good reply, get my phone back out, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah. like, it would just... They're living in your I head. Had, eventually, I came to a point where I was like, dude, I just, I, I, and I don't anymore, I, now I just make memes... And I don't even reply to the comments on, on the memes I make, dude. I just, you know, if somebody says something like, oh, this is stupid, like, well, yeah, you think it's stupid, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's got 10,000 shares, so 10,000 people don't think it's stupid. But, like, yeah, you know, yeah. but, <laughs> but uh, you know, no, you, you got to let go of it. You, you can't let it just control your life, you know. I definitely, I got to that point where I was letting it do that and then, and that's a hard you realization gotta, for people, though, too. You yeah. know, I, I just, uh, you know, for me, the biggest thing was always, can I promote, you know, like, musically and, like, promote shows? You get so used to promoting through, through stuff like that. But I finally think that I've finally gotten to the point in my life where I just think that it's, it, it, it's not worth what it costs. Yeah. Being on your fucking phone all the time, popping up when someone messages you all the time. Like, people just have too much access into your life, into my life. Right. You know? Like, it's like, fuck, man. Like, well, I, don't, I, you know? I rarely post anything personal on Facebook. Yeah. Honestly. You, you will go on Facebook and you don't expect to see any pictures of my family and what we're doing or anything like that because I never post yeah, those kinds of things. Very cr- rarely. You're just crushing Very memes. rarely. You're yeah, just I'm crushing just crushing memes, memes out, man. <laughs> Usually I'm just sharing my own memes from my own pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But, but I know. mean, I mean, I, you know, and I see, I also see the, the good in it too, but I also feel like another part with this we kind of didn't even plan on talking about this, but it's no, a good yeah, thing to talk just, about. Yeah, we just I do think, drifted into it. Yeah, but I do think it has a lot of re- relevance, man. Seriously, because uh, they say that it like brings families together and things like that. Like, oh, I could see my family from far away, but it's like that's not again, that's not bringing families together. If anything, it's like making an excuse for them to be far apart. Yeah, it's making it easier to yeah, be far apart. you know. And yeah. depending on, by the way, depending on this monster of a corporation. That has control over everyone's information, you know. And someone was saying this: like all these stuff that you think is free, is not free. No, no. You pay for it in your information. Yep. You know, you pay for it and all that. So all the information you post. So for me, it became and like when you try to delete Facebook from your apps and your phones, that's when you know what it is. Yeah. Because they don't want to let you go. They 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 make it very difficult to turn it all off. Yeah. Like it's embedded in every device. Oh yeah. Like you have to go through the loop to get it. Like most apps, you can go in there and just uninstall it. Like Facebook, they'll come and ask you more. Well, not just that, and like a lot of like new companies, startup companies, and stuff like that, they might not even have their own website. Why? Why have a website? Friggin' Facebook page is basically its own website. You can do facebook.com slash whatever the hell you want. You know. People can find your stuff just as easily as typing in a URL. I mean, it made it to just like how 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people were saying like, oh, it's just like it's impossible to live life without a cell phone nowadays, you know? You can't do it. Everything has to be done online. And you you, you got to have access to the internet and stuff like that. Well, nowadays, it's, it's almost like they're trying to make it to where 
It's dang near impossible to live life without Facebook. And I know there's a lot of people out there right now scoffing at me. I don't have a Facebook, you know. It's just like a lot of people do live like that, you know. Uh, but yeah. if you want to keep track of, you know, a certain company or a certain person who who's on Facebook and that might be their only platform, stuff like that, I mean... I canceled... Definitely I, comes with its pros and its cons. Yeah, I've been off Facebook for about a month now. Oh, really? I've been off, man. I've t- I, I took it off. Uh, before that, That's I took it off my That's why you haven't been liking my posts. Yeah. You son of Yeah, I thought you were liking my memes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I haven't... Uh, I don't, uh, I don't, I took it off my phone first. Right. And then I just disabled, man. I was like, oh, fuck it. I, I became happier. Yeah. I noticed it. I bet I you became, did. I became happier, and not only that, uh, I was, I had more time to do things I, I wanted to focus on, you know? I noticed that my perspective on, like, the news, like, I don't want to say I ever became radicalized, but... Like, through this whole last year, it's like a little bit, you get to the point where you're like, look, you know, don't tread on me, dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and then you're seeing all this information flowing at you all the time, mostly through that. Yeah. And when you can turn that off, it's like, my perspective opened up a lot. You know, I became a much, like, I feel, I do feel better in those ways. But, like, I am learning, like, with my music and stuff, and I'm starting to feel it, uh, you know, I think there are going to be places that that I don't want to say put pressure on me, but that don't like that they can't just get a hold of me through Facebook. Right. You know, but for those people, oh well then. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Oh well. Then I won't. Then it's that way. You know, you know, you have my phone number, call me, and if not, then, you know, it's all good, you know? Yep. I mean, dude, I've even been thinking about, like, going back to an easier phone. Like a like a phone like a that only calls phone. and maybe text messages, in some do way. That, you know? Do that. Get your old flip phone. You got to do that old style text messaging where you got to hit like one three times for the C. <laughs> and I'm not saying that everybody should do that because I don't think I think you should do whatever makes you feel good and makes you move in life. But right. for me and the way I live, like that's the way I live the way I do. And and when it when all that bullshit follows me out there, then it's like I'm not even living my life the way I want to live it. Right. You know, and uh, that's the top, that's, that's it for me, you know, like, I just want to spend more time doing the things, like, I want to focus on my career and songwriting and I like doing this podcast. This is fun. This is a way for me to, you know, release and do all that and, uh, you know, it also gives me a little bit of reason to kind of keep in contact with things going on, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh and, uh, you know, kind of, and, and it's impossible not to, you know, I still get on like YouTube and things like that. I go to, I'm starting like when I really like a channel that does like that I can tell is doing a good job or whether they're young or old, like right. as a channel or whatever, if they have a website, I usually go check out their websites and stuff too, like see what people are doing on their website. Sometimes the content you can get on people's websites a lot better yeah. even than what you get on their like on their YouTube, you know, yeah. and so right. you can like support people that way too, right. uh, if you can. But uh, you know, I've been doing that. I've been because the internet's fun for all of us, man. I'm not knocking the internet, dude. That's, that's stupid to do. That's right. cliche. Sure, we'd all love to live more simply, and you know, some of us do. But at the same time, we all love to get on the internet. We love to connect with people. Uh, if we can do it easier through the internet, I think it's fun. But I think it has to be in a way that's 
like where it's between the parties you know what I'm saying right. like it's better that way you know like this whole like one website one company thing man that's that's oh yeah I think we've been burned yep. you know I think people should realize that but it, again people want to get on that it's their prerogative I have no damn problem with people who get on that stuff and I just I also don't want to have a problem with not being on there you right. know like it, you should be you should be able to live your life just fine that way too absolutely and uh but yeah I guess if there's nothing else man yeah uh, no I think that's about everything we and wanted to cover tonight. Social media will creep up into your life, man. Oh, right? yeah, dude. That conversation. It's a powerful subject of our lifetime. It'll be in 10 years. We were talking about in 10 years. It'll be a big talking point within the years to come, too, of you know whether or not it's really good for kids and stuff, especially to be messing around with it. But yeah, uh, who knows, man? That's up for parents to decide, I guess. Right. But right on, man. Another one down. Another one bites the dust. Who sang that song? Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Michael Jackson, right? That, was it? Another one bites the dust. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Another know. One yeah. bites dust. I'm pretty sure that's Michael Jackson. Well, if it wasn't, damn. I hope so. Might have just yeah. made myself sound stupid. Who knows? Should we look it up or should yeah. we just go with it? No, I'll just go, go with, with it. it. It's Michael <laughs> go Jackson. With it. Yeah. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast the independent thinking texans a lot of times you know we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing but who really does in this world it's a busy busy place thank you so much for taking the time though we do appreciate it keep thinking for yourself always and forever have a great day